0: Welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me tonight again is Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zellinger. Got another positive one for you. That's two weeks in a row. Hey, hey! I think the Tigers might be building some momentum here as they uh, they took down Central Michigan, 49 to 21. We're gonna we're gonna cut that all up and get into it, and uh, probably look forward to next week because we got our our first SEC game against Mississippi State on the road. And uh, just probably cover the rest of college football, because <laughs> uh, this crazy season just continues. A lot of upsets, a lot of uh, just, you know, head scratchers out there, I guess. Just some of the plays. Um, but I first want to check in with you guys. Um, Look like, I didn't know, I know there was like a tropical storm or something that happened. There was, wasn't really, I, I didn't notice too much damage. I don't think there was too many, or maybe one casualty or something, but just looked like a lot of a lot of rain and flood and i think there were still people without power as of like a you know a couple of days ago but i don't know you guys weren't affected were you nah. No, uh
1: it was kind of like rain and drizzling most of the week mm-hmm. and then it was projected to rain yesterday during the game uh but thankfully that kind of held off a little bit in the morning but it was clear the whole rest of the day so by the evening and during the actual game it was pretty decent weather so i was happy about that game was fun had a good time uh, it was nice to see LSU actually play pretty decent uh, to start this season, and yeah, going from there, a lot of, a lot of big plays to discuss.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I was excited about the way we played last night. I thought it was um, a big improvement, but I also don't think we should get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, but you know, it's good to be back, good to be back on the podcast and talk about LSU football. Right on. Well, let's well let's get
0: down to it. Uh, yeah, based on what you said, man, I would say LSU showed a a, a market improvement, especially from last week. Um, I think the offense finally showed us what we were hoping to see with this upbeat, uptempo. You know, just going at it and taking whatever they want instead of waiting to see what's been given. And I don't know. It seemed like a breakout game. Yeah, I guess except for Max Johnson and, and Keyshawn Butte, it was the, the freshmen that pretty much just showed out. Mm-hmm. Everyone whose name we hadn't really discussed other than just like quick mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Kiner had a great game. A lot of good moves. Um, Dion Smith had pretty much a, a breakout game. I guess you could say Jack Besh, Besh. a breakout game. Yeah. yeah. I, I think every every pass that I saw that he caught was either a first down or that one was a uh, a touchdown. A one-handed like touchdown grab. Time- one-handed.
2: Yeah, that was insane,
0: right? I know. There was a few good like one-handed grabs or picks yesterday. I, I think he had a really good one. Uh but it was just he seemed like a really good uh good go-to guy on on third down cuz he he can catch it and he knows what to do with it after he catches it. He's not just going to like bowl over someone cuz he's tight in. You know, it's not the the 90s or the 80s. He just, you know, knows how to he knows how to make some cuts. Um you can tell he's a wide receiver. But I think Max looked really good Obviously, he had really good stats, threw five touchdowns. I think he was only one of three LSU quarterbacks to do that, the other two being transfers, um, Zach Mettenberger back in, I think, 2015, and then Joe Burrow in uh, 2019. So good game for him. It was against Central Michigan. Uh, I don't know that he could repeat that against Mississippi State. Who knows? But I I think at least this game, finally we got to see a – you know just good play it, it didn't take them a while to find something and like they didn't just you know eke out a win really um they yeah. they they kind of took control and that's what we wanted to see uh, i guess for lack of a better word you could see some swag on
2: both sides oh of the yeah line, right yeah. there was an there was an energy to that team that we haven't seen i guess maybe since the florida game of last year but you could tell that, that on both sides of the ball, they were, they were playing with real confidence.
1: Yeah, I tried to use the word dynamism on the podcast last week, and I butchered it. But <laughs> that's what they showed during this game on both sides. You had the explosive plays. It kind of gets you on your feet. And uh, makes you excited to be a fan, like the the crazy catches Deion uh, Smith Moss and the guy for the forty yard touchdown, the uh, Andre Anthony like scoop and score after the, the Stingley big hit. Stingley, yep. Uh, Stingley actually looking like he wanted to play for once <laughs> in two years, uh, and so that's just like what you want to love to see. And obviously, it's Central Michigan still scored twenty one, and it's not the best opponent, but uh, it makes you feel a little bit better to to be a fan. Definitely. And uh, did you? Well, I was just going to say, you
2: know who else looked pretty good, Major Burns. Yeah, like he made you a know, we maybe we found a a a, a <laughs> steady safety because that's kind of been a you know a big rotational spot where he felt like he kind of had some holes. So you yeah. know, he he looked good with that interception. Yeah. Um. What I was going to say was, we we had,
0: we talked about who we thought we might you know see as far as this year, as far as starters producing, John Emery, Ty Davis, Price, but man, Corey Conner, he. He looked like uh, he looked like a little bit like Clyde Edwards Hilaire out there, just with some of his moves. Of course, the spin move that uh, that got in the touchdown, but the there was one where he he cut and it's like he met a linebacker, and he he just basically just put his hand in his chest and says, "Get off of me!" <laughs> Pushed him down and ran for like 15 yards. Like, that's what we've needed. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys think though, that like? These freshmen could kind of take over, and it's like uh, I don't know. You could have like a Fab Five of of freshmen on offense, and like, are these are guys going forward, or do they just look good because it's Central Michigan?
1: I guess it it is strange how Ty Davis Price is already kind of getting phased out a little bit in the offense now that Emory's out of the picture, and and Davis Price he still had six carries, which is not nothing, but he accumulated four total yards on six carries. Uh, which, I mean, I could do just about that good. Uh, And, and yeah, so Kiner showed a little more kind of pop in his step. And, yeah, with one touchdown, that nice spin move, like you said, uh, 26-yard long run, uh, 74 on 12. And so, yeah, he's definitely got got some moves for the true freshman. I wouldn't say he's like a a world beater at, at running back, especially kind of behind the offensive line that we have um, but if that gets strengthened up, then maybe we can get a little more balance because we're definitely still pass heavy mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like it's a
2: little bit of both, Scott. Like I feel like we're going to, I think, yes, um, I think that these you might see these freshmen become more central pieces of the offense because it's just like they're the ones who've and it seems like it's always like that. Like, you know, last year we had freshmen like Kaishawn Boute. Um, and Eli Ricks being like standouts and being kind of the, you know, the de facto playmakers of the team. Um, now it looks like uh, it's kind of the same, it's kind of the same thing over again, where I don't know if it's necessarily because the freshmen are just head and shoulders above everybody else, but it's more like they're the ones making the plays. So keep them on the field. Yeah. Um, but I think all of this should be prefaced with, again, this is a central Michigan team, which, um, you know, we had questions about before they played Missouri pretty close, uh, but I was not impressed. I mean, we, we pretty much had our, had our way with them. Like, I don't know if I – I feel like we came out flat against both UCLA and McNeese. We, we clearly did not come out flat against Central Michigan, but, um, I mean, we were able to push them around that in a way that we did not push UCLA or I feel like we didn't push McNeese around, which I don't know. I don't know how to dissect that. I can't, it's hard for me to say, Oh, well, McNeese is a much better team than central Michigan when like, I mean, on paper, like they're an F- FCS team. They shouldn't be, but um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really know exactly how to diagnose, but I think it was evident.
1: Well, I agree. And I think it, it starts on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, like the offensive line for us, it wasn't getting a ton of push like in the run game, but like the pass protection I thought was a lot improved. Max Johnson had time time. to like kind of work through his progression and then find that, that player downfield for a big strike, which is what we said we were lacking against McNeese and UCLA. Um, And then that just adds a whole new dimension and it kind of opens your offense up. And on the defensive side of the ball, like we were getting pressure towards their quarterback. I think we had five sacks and then he was constantly having like check down in the backfield and like was getting flushed out and that allows like kind of your corners and safeties to come to in. Make, and, they had, and, they, and they made great. We had multiple people, including Stingley, make great open field tackles. Yeah, open field tackling I think was better too. And even like the linebackers, like Damone Clark and Micah Baskerville. Where have they been? <laughs> like they supposed they stepped up their game in a big way, I would say, and was showing that like they did have the talent and can play as well, which is something that we've uh, had a lot of questions about over the past two weeks that's almost why I'm a little bit I don't know when I saw
2: Damone Clark and Micah Baskerville basically having the best games of their career that's when I was like okay I don't know if the Central Michigan team's any good <laughs>
0: <laughs> right but it's like because I've never seen him play like that right well you'd have thought they'd have been better than than McNeese but I I don't know like you said they kind of had their way with them but I mean they still you know there were still a couple lapses like that first touchdown no, oh, the yeah. guy was just wide open. Um, And then like and they, that, that, cor- that, that running back wasn't bad. No, no. I mean, we did, we did like make him go to their second string QB, but he, you know, he actually did better. Um, uh But I don't know. I wish the score would have been a little bit. It's like, if you're going to let them score 21, at least just get us in the fifties or something. Uh I don't know. I feel like they could have held out those, you know, some of those touchdowns, but whatever, uh, you know, it's a good win. Wide margin of victory. We'll take it. But, yeah, it was really nice to see Stingley because, man, that uh, that was a good hit. And the fact that he could scoop and score it instead of just, you know, fall down. And uh, I don't know. I feel
2: like that's what the, the defense needed to, like, give them to, like, this. That's an LSU defensive play I haven't seen in right. a while. Like, that was exactly. – that's something I don't even think we saw at all last year, maybe except for like, maybe Eli Ricks, I think had a pick six. that was pretty good. I yeah. can't remember against who, but I mean, I have not seen a real standout, like momentum changing, get up out of your seat and jump around defensive play in a long time. So yeah. that was really, that was a great, that was great to see. And, and that was the moment when I knew this game was going to be different for us. Because, I, like, I, I mean, our offense looked fine. We moved the f- that ball down the field, touchdown, great. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, the, this 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 team came to play today.
1: Yeah, and then the energy in the stadium was great after that because we had had that first offensive touchdown, and then we came right back, like, three or four plays later when we are on defense, and then he took it into the end zone <clears> with the student section. Everybody's on their feet, like, getting into it. They're like, all right, like, it's actually time to hopefully see some LSU Tiger football, which yeah. is not exactly the the brand that we've gotten to some extent so far. Right. Um and there really wasn't much
0: to mention on uh, on special teams other than I guess the you know again the lack thereof really like I I don't think we really had well, I think much the thing to,
1: tra- I think the thing to say is that we plugged it into the end zone and scored touchdowns instead of settling for field goals every game and we didn't have that as many that points, is good the oh, offense yeah. being much more efficient so you don't have to rely on that.
2: That's true. Although I did yeah. I mean I think we did miss Trey Palmer. Um, yeah, he was out, yeah. so he wasn't returning punts. And uh, I hope Coy Moore can, you know, he he clearly, I think it might have been the first time he ever returned punts in, for LSU before, like in a legit game. So, um, you know, I, I hope he does better. But he was clearly not out; he was clearly outside of his comfort zone. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I would say this game was pretty much a good ramp up to get us to next
2: week. I, this I never, is exactly what we needed. If we saw anything less, I'd be even more scared than I already am. I still think that we're going to have trouble with the rest of this SEC schedule. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, and we talked about it. I think on the on the last two podcasts, you know, it's like I'd like to kind of re, uh, maybe we should revise our predictions for for win, you know win totals of the season. But yeah. uh, nevertheless, I feel like you know we're. St- we can't we can't celebrate, uh, you know. We can't celebrate. Hey, that we've righted the ship. It's all turning around here after that win. But we're on the right we're on the right track.
0: And each week has been a different level, wouldn't you say? Like the first week was just horrible. Second week was, eh, yeah. I, we thought, got good, I thought the man. second
2: week. To be honest, like I don't think there was as much impro- like as much improvement. I think that this is a quantum leap compared to one sure. or two. Yeah, we'll see how it goes against Mississippi
0: State next week. But um, I, I don't know. I'm not as worried about them as much you know, like I'm I'm watching more of like, my goodness, Arkansas looks good. Old Miss looks really good. Auburn like, played they, Auburn played uh, played Penn state Penn State real close. Yeah. Um, like if if that was the LSU UCLA game and, you know, an LSU still lost, I wouldn't feel bad. No, no, that was I thought that was a really good. Yeah, they could have won it. They they had an opportunity came down to the last. Yeah, they had the last like last possession. That, that last play they called, the fade in the end zone, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's there a couple calls, you know, like that could have been defensive interference, but uh, like M- Penn State was like subtracted a down during one of their drives. It was crazy. They went from first down to oh, third yeah, I down. yeah, saw, I saw that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Wait, really? Uh,
1: yeah, the, yeah. The, the down operator got it wrong, and then like even though they con- they convened the officials, and they're like, yeah, it's still correct. Like even the replay officials said like it's correct. Like, that they had gone straight to third down and then they didn't realize it until like a quarter later and like, we can't go back and fix it. Oh, they, oh, so like they went from first, third, fourth down. So. so I get that. I just mean like nobody noticed in the moment. Right. That's weird. No, James, James Franklin did, but he yeah, yeah, did. He, he did. He was trying to like petition them. And that's why they caused him to review it. But they're like, no, it's correct. Wow. Which like, doesn't really make any sense. But. Hey, How do you mess yeah. that up? I, I don't know um there was a conspiracy and after that the, then after that the down the
0: down operator was like war eagle <laughs> right uh but you know that game uh, it was it was a really good game it could have gone either way it Looked like a really good environment um i don't know maybe lsu will play up there we could go to a whiteout game but uh it was just another crazy day in college football you know like that was a really good game alabama and florida it was i, I didn't get to really watch hardly any of it but it looked like a really good game Again, came down to the last, like the two-point conversion.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's like, what was that? That was like a, a two-man option read that just didn't, I, I don't know. It looked like they wanted to carry the ball into the end zone together. Did you guys see that?
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw, the, I saw the replay of
0: it. I was like, what in the world? <clears throat> I don't know. So it's just, but it, I don't know. That makes me wonder, is all right, is Alabama really susceptible or is Florida just you know better than we thought they were? I don't know. I think uh, Alabama's young team playing on the road against Florida. I I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that got them some
2: momentum or something, but
0: I don't know. I think it's more of
2: that. I think that it's, I think that this season has showed, I mean, we're three weeks in so many upsets, so many close games, the blue bloods aren't, are at, um, well, maybe, maybe with the exception of Georgia, who looks really good pretty much the whole year, but uh, the blue bloods are, are, vulnerable too um i think that like you said that's that what that's like bryce young's first real hostile environment he's played in so um there's a little bit of you know there's a little bit of uh there's a lot of youth on that team especially and at the most important position there's a lot of youth so it it was surprising to me that that they play that florida played them as closely as they did but i also don't think that um it's like you know a total like Upset kind of like, oh my gosh, how on earth did they not win by 30?
1: Yeah. And another right? weird thing about that game is Florida had been mixing both their quarterbacks in mm-hmm. the first few games, uh, Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson. And Emory Jones played the entire thing, uh, because Alabama jumped out to a big lead and then Jones like brought it back almost to the win. So maybe he solidified himself there, actually looked good towards the end. But like you were saying, there hasn't really been that one team that just stomps everybody in their path. Georgia, like you said, is good. They had the best win so far against Clemson. Uh Georgia, Except reminds Morgan, me against Ohio State. They're,
2: they're um, not like a stomp team, like you said. They're more just a steady. Like I feel like they're they're you know don't make too many mistakes, play really good defense, and play you know play and play good serviceable offense.
1: Yeah, but then back to what you were saying earlier, Scott, about the other SEC teams looking good. Besides Mississippi State this week and ULM, every team left on our schedule is ranked right now. Uh, so the the level of competition is definitely increasing for LSU, and so. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow or it's not tomorrow. They're not playing tomorrow. <laughs> this week might be the last. Uh, they might be playing tomorrow, but depending on when you're listening, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we need a win this week because it doesn't really get any easier from there. <laughs> Although, yeah.
2: hey, like, you know, flip it on its head. That it means that means we're gonna have we could have a lot of quality wins coming up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, or quality losses. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Well, I don't know. You could say the UCLA game was a quality loss, but
2: I don't know if you can anymore.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying is you could have said it, but uh, I mean, they lost to Fresno state Fresno state looks good though. I mean, they look tough. Uh, they've, they've blown out every team that they played except for Oregon. Like they had that game in hand and Oregon came back and they beat UCLA game. Another, I see a theme this week, last week, first week. And it's weird. is something Chip Kelly said during his game on the sideline against LSU. He said, something. we just got to finish. We got to finish. But the last two weeks, um, it's been about teams finishing like at the very last second or teams mm-hmm. losing it in the last second and i uh, i don't know it's crazy it's been a crazy week Do you see the um the monday night game with the raiders and yeah that that was one of the it, most insane like kind of finishes ever i know right it was just crazy and then you see clemson barely beat georgia tech 14-8 at home yeah. on a four- on a, what was it a goal line stand on fourth mm-hmm. down that's how they won they should, Georgia Tech shouldn't even be competing with them but they did uh and then Nebraska like gave or uh, Oklahoma plenty of trouble mm-hmm. like they they were down by one score or they lost by one score i should say uh and then you just look at the rest like Tulsa was giving Ohio State a decent game and then after half i think Ohio State you know pulled away but still then we talked about Auburn and Penn State um obviously uh, Fresno State UCLA but like all the other all the other games um I don't know it was just it was just crazy uh there was one where I think it was BYU Arizona State Arizona State got an interception and was about to score like a go-ahead pick six with like I don't know like a couple minutes left guy chases him down punches the ball out BYU goes the other direction for like another go-ahead score so
2: yeah, that was that was a crazy they, they were talking about like that tomahawk that he, yeah, he did. Yeah. That's, that's how you do that right yeah. there. Um, I don't know. What about do you guys see any other games?
0: Like I'm I'm trying to think, oh that La Tech Heartbreaker to SMU. Oh, yeah, I lost on a Hail
1: Mary to SMU in the last play of the game, like a 60-yard heave. Sad. Um to, to down the Bulldogs. That's gotta be tough. Yeah. I and then Tekken lost to, to a choker to Mississippi State, Mississippi State. Who, who were playing in week one. Yeah which
2: I don't understand why like they play Mississippi state, like almost every year. It's like, they play home at homes with them like all the time. I don't understand it, but whatever. It's a good competition for
0: Miss image close, you know, it's a, they can probably all take a bus to each other. Um, Speaking of tough. um, Oh, by the way, Tommy, uh, you were right. What's his name? Um, Mackenzie Milton did take over for FSU after he almost beat Notre Dame. But then last week they just, they lost on that, uh, that last second touchdown by Jackson state. And then this week they just didn't even compete against wake forest. They're zero three for the first time since like 76. Oh, dang. What's that's that. Just, uh, yeah. That, that program is that's, that's a dumpster fire. Yeah. And then uh, Mississippi state, uh, Memphis came back to beat them. Did you see that, that weird punt play? I, I heard about it. I didn't see it. So it's crazy. Uh, Mississippi state
1: like touched it. After oh, wait, hit, no, I did see this. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't pick it up. Yeah, that was. Did you see the stand? Yeah, well, it looked like the Mississippi State had downed the ball on the punt. The ball was just like sitting there. Yeah, but I guess they didn't blow it dead. And then one of the Memphis players ran by, scooped it up while everybody was kind of lollygagging around, and he was off to the races for the ninety-five-yard yeah. uh, score. And then obviously the the Bulldogs were upset because they thought they had downed it. Blah blah blah. But I guess you mm-hmm. played until the whistle. But so what they said is.
2: That and this is like this is some real like big brain play by the Memphis Tigers. They said that um in order to like blow it dead, they have to pick it up, they have to possess the ball. Like touching yeah. it doesn't do anything. So unless
0: unless you like got a knee down on the ground
2: and then you just put your hand on it. Okay. Yeah, but but yeah, go on. So so then, but but the interesting thing is because like you think to yourself, like that's a dangerous that's a dangerous pickup for him. Like if, if that guy is to pick it up and then like gets tackled or or loses it or something but supposedly if that, that I, I don't know if i don't know how this necessarily works but like if he picked it up and then somehow lost possession i think like it, or if if he had fumbled the bubble the pickup it would have been blown dead or something they i heard sure. the guys say that which i don't know exactly why because because sure. mississippi state had already touched it right like they had touched it but they hadn't possessed it it would have been blown dead and it would have been memphis ball at wherever they touched it at but he also, like, picked it up and ran with it, and it worked out for him. Yeah. That's right. crazy.
1: Also, Mississippi State, the uh, Mike Leach air raid is still in effect. They threw the ball 67 times against Memphis, completing 50 passes. How many yards? Uh, uh, 419. For so, I'm sure we all remember last year when he set the SEC record 600 yards against LSU. Um, yeah. That was so, last
0: year. That was last year.
1: That'll uh, definitely be a test for our DBs, whether Stingley and Ricks and uh, flot. Plus, the safeties are, are up to stopping that. Not saying the Mississippi State has the best offense in the world, but their game plan dissected us last year and they may come, be coming back with more of the same. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I did want to say this like, the, there's a few teams ahead of
0: us that lost. Um, obviously, the ones we talked about, but also Virginia Tech. Uh, oh, well, or Arizona State lost. I mean, BYU was like ranked behind them. So, I imagine Arizona State might drop out. I don't know.
1: I would imagine to see the Tigers ranked, right? Even if we're just 25th. Um well they just came out the AP poll like an hour ago and LSU's ah. still yeah, still outside the top 25. We were receiving votes but uh not in there yet. I think if we beat uh, Mississippi State soundly then there's a cracking shot and then if we go two and against them at Auburn then we're we're back in. But it's kind of like you got to prove yourself. You, I mean, do we point. all? What do we think about? What do we think about the next two
2: games going forward? We don't take. We don't have to do predictions of this game coming right now, but do we see?
1: Are we going to go two and zero? Do we see zero and two? Are we one and one? Think we're going to split them? If If I had to guess, like right now, I mean, we got state away, Auburn at home. I'm kind of leaning towards one and one mm-hmm. most likely, uh, given the current state of LSU. It's. I mean, you want to be optimistic and and go two and zero, but I think yeah, we down the Bulldogs and then. Maybe lose, lose a, to Auburn at home. Yeah, lose a close one to Auburn oh, at dang. home. Wouldn't that be a Heartbreaker.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I could almost say the other. Like you like you said, uh, maybe we're not ready for that, but then if we get Auburn at home, like that would be – I don't know if it's a night game. Is, do you know when the, the game time for that is? Is it a night game? Or is they, have, a, they haven't
1: announced that I know For of.
2: Auburn? Yeah, they haven't announced that
0: one. Yeah, no.
1: it's, it's 11 a.m. kickoff for Mississippi State, so set your alarm clocks. Ew. The <laughs> mic will be in his pajamas. <laughs> well – I don't. I don't know. I'd like
0: to think we could go two zero because if you if we beat Mississippi State on the road, mm-hmm. that's just even that much more confidence they have going into that home game against Auburn. Uh, you know, some other problems worked out hopefully by then. You know, hopefully everyone's healthy. Uh, I mean, that's the main thing. But I, I don't know. Uh, just, I, I want to see who Auburn plays this week because, like, if they lost two in a row, that would be hard for them
1: to go on the road to tiger All, state. auburn's got a, a home one against georgia state so that's kind of their tune wow. up uh-huh. yeah so, right fair enough um <laughs> i don't know i don't know I'll, there's, I'll there's not really, there's not really a whole lot of like big matchups this week everybody's kind of down i guess the one yeah. i'm like interested in is uh, a&m plays arkansas at jerry world at at&t stadium in dallas i think that should be fun you get to see two opponents that we've got coming well, up and arkansas might give them a good game yeah, Arkansas—they're definitely on the upswing. Uh-huh. I remember like some Arkansas insiders were talking like two or three years ago, and they're going two when and Piven ten. Came in, yeah. yeah, they're like we're finally on the right track, and they're still like losing every single game. But then like maybe the process is actually working, since they seem to be supposedly uh, much, Arkansas much
2: boosters. Arkansas, like hardcore Arkansas people, are like Sam Pittman is the man. He's taking us all way So, hmm. Wow. I mean, I, I would feel that way too if uh, if they
0: were in the. The seller, and then this year they're undefeated, and the top, well, probably
1: going to be top maybe fifteen after this. I don't know. What if they? Uh, They they were sitting at twenty. Yeah, right now A and M is seven, Arkansas sixteen for that matchup. So uh, I imagine game day will probably go there. It's like the is that like the
2: is that the best one you can see?
1: As far as I can tell, yeah. Um, We've got besides that, uh, oh, Wisconsin plays Notre Dame. They may go to that just because. Uh, they love Notre Dame. It's true. It's yeah. That was no Soldier Field in Chicago. That could be a pretty good game. But that's the only other ranked matchup besides A and M versus Arkansas. I bet it's a toss. I mean, it's toss up for it. Yeah, I would kind of agree. I bet they're going to go to Notre Dame, Wisconsin,
2: just because like I feel like Wisconsin's like a team that they're kind of high on to maybe compete
1: for the. Oh well, yeah, they are going. Oh, yeah, to, they are going there? to Chicago okay. for Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Just just saw that. Um, Who's so, day? Uh, college game, 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 game day. day. Oh Ganga. It's live at Soldier Field yeah um wow uh by the way i
0: thought tulane might have given an Ole miss a slightly better game just based on what i saw from you know them playing at oklahoma but it's on their helmets i that was
1: cool <laughs> the greenies I mean, yeah i haven't seen that in a while that was, that was nice. like back, back in the 30s when they were in the sec and they had a sticker on the back of their helmet it was like sec champs it was like 37 39 42 or something like <laughs> yeah. that so i'm yeah. uh, kind of flexing on them that some was schools cool. right now who haven't won the SEC championship. And they isn't it Mississippi State, they have like more than Mississippi State or something. Yeah, I think State and Vanderbilt have like never won it or something.
2: <laughs> wow. And they um team.
0: and by the way, I just I think we could uh we could also say another week went by and Ohio State still does not look mm-hmm. that great. Yeah. <laughs> uh I don't know. I don't know if it's the whole team or if it's uh Stroud. I, I don't know. I I don't know. Like maybe this is the year Michigan can finally
2: beat them. I don't know. Or or that mis- that Wisconsin team. Like the, the people were high on that team. Yeah, but didn't – okay. Yeah, you're right. But I don't know. I guess it's
0: whoever they played week one. It was like 16 to 10. It just didn't look that impressive to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, Michigan State beat the, the heck out of Miami. Uh, Miami is – I mean, they're out of the top. I figured we could at least take their place. I think we're better than Miami, if nothing else.
1: Hear about, hear about drum gate about the Purdue oh, drum yeah. going yeah. to Notre Dame, <laughs> they couldn't fit in the tunnel, and then so they're like gonna do some some illegal drum activity outside the stadium. But unfortunately, wait, the boy, they planned on like doing something well, like they were just gonna like set it up outside the stadium, <laughs> even though Notre Dame was like, We do not sanction any like drums, <laughs> they're like, we're gonna do it anyway. Uh, but I don't think. I don't really know what happened with it, but Notre Dame ended up beating him. So uh, it was too bad for the Boilermakers. Sad for those drums. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> drum lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: That was a really big drum though. That's, that's, that thing is ridiculously. Rolls huge.
1: largest. <laughs> Says it so on the side. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um, so looking forward to Mississippi state, I mean, you kind of touched on it. Uh, we'd have to be worried about their passing attack. Um, But I just don't know how they're – I mean, because, what? yeah, he threw for 419 yards, three TDs this last game. Will Rogers did. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Uh, Mississippi State, the year that they did really well, like I I don't know how their defense is, you know, Um, because Memphis – I don't know that Memphis's offense is really that good, so I don't know if that's a good gauge. I mean, they won the game, obviously, but I I don't know. I just don't think that Mississippi State is as – strong on defense this year. Hopefully we've got our offense uh clicking. It seemed like we did. Um I mean everyone's coming back that's or everyone's going to be healthy on the line for the most part, right? Like we had Degulus back for this game. Um is yeah, there can, what do you think everyone else gonna be
1: Yeah Cam motivated? Wire sat out, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But hopefully he'll be back. Yeah, and Allie Gay sat out on defense. And then so I think the the prospects are good that he'll be back as well. So fingers crossed we'll be healthy and yeah, I agree with you. I think our talent's a little bit too much for the Bulldogs. I mean, we said the same thing against UCLA, uh, which kind of stresses you out. But we didn't just, know better then. <laughs> yeah, strength against strength. Like this is a game that LSU can win for sure. It's, LSU, it's a game LSU should win. It's a game that LSU can lose, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I think the the needle tilts in our favor. I saw the odds were really. like LSU favored by three and a half points, which I guess is is fair given it's away. Um wow. if I had to to predict a score I would say maybe 31 25ish LSU uh LSU by 6 um not a crazy high scoring game but not a, a grind fest either
2: I'll tell yeah. you if LSU uh if LSU plays with the intensity they played with last night we win by 10 points or, or maybe more um I just don't know which team is L- was going to show up if we show if we show up flat and right now, you know, two out of three times we've shown up flat. If we show up flat, I think we lose that game. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It's 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 one of those things where Mike Leach is going to, he's he is just really, really, really hoping that we show up just a tiny bit flat because if he can get us into a boat into a boat race, if he can get us into a boat race, like I don't think we can keep up with him, right? Like that's the problem we ran into last year, where we came out a little bit flat a little bit complacent. We just thought, oh, it's Mississippi State, we're going to win. And then they put up a few touchdowns on us. And like, But by the time we were trying to – we were racing against the clock, by, and by the time we were trying to actually pick it up and score, it was too late. So I can kind of see that. Now, I mean, like, obviously, I don't think this Mississippi State team is one of the top teams in the SEC or anything. Um, but – you know something else I look for, and I think we defended it better last night, but it's it's been an issue for us. It was a big issue for us against UCLA, and it, and then even McNeese exploited us with it a little bit or those crossing routes, the deep the deep crossing routes where it's kind of you know it could be corner territory, it could be safety yeah. responsibility, and then depending on if you're a man or not, maybe that's a that's a um, a linebacker or a safety who's supposed to come across the field with that guy. I think I mean that that right there is a uh, is a direct derivative of Mike Leach's what they call the mesh concept that's his entire office is built on that and the mesh is basically two two drags which are crossing routes mixed with two um, two like deep routes post route or uh, yeah. either either uh, well you can kind of mix it up but yeah it's you yeah. know that the concept is just two two crossing routes and two deep routes I, if I was him, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see that. Let's take that mesh and extend it out 15 yards and see how they play. Because that, that, con- the concept of two people crossing each other and then, and then two people going deep, that's hard enough to defend just in general. Just it puts people in conflict. But if you take it and, and, and tailor it to, to something that's really given a team a lot of trouble, I can totally see that being that being hard for us to defend.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest questions and concerns we had had on the defensive side is just that scheme and the teamwork where everyone's confused and then you get that wide open blown play. The guy's just gone and Mississippi State exploited that last year. And we had a little bit of that against UCLA as well with their big plays. So yeah, Leach is definitely going to test that. And if the players can stick together and Durante Jones dials up the the counter, then, yeah, I think we can take it down. But it'll be a a good test at the beginning because there's like two explosive plays that we had, one on offense and one on defense, really set the tone against Central Michigan. But if it's like UCLA where the game was 0-0 after the first quarter and everyone's kind of confused, like what's going on here, uh, then you get a a mixy game towards the end, and that's where things can fall apart, I think. I felt like that Central Michigan game was
2: over after – the scoop and score Mm -hmm. like it was was, for for all intents and purposes over we just had to run out the clock almost and just you know score they score we score we score whatever but um with this one you know like you said daniel if it drags if there's if if people if we just kind of go back and forth and kind of you know uh mess around a little bit and they they move the ball a little bit then we move the ball a little bit then we punt they punt that's i think that's that spells trouble for us
0: Mm hmm. Well, I, at least I feel better because our defense just kind of like the last few years, you know, it's just as long as they can keep us in the game, the offense has to do something. I feel better about the offense. It's I, you can tell they definitely worked on pacing. And that was something that just just was hard to watch against UCLA. And you could still see it against McNeese. It was just it was just so slow moving. You know, it was just like less miles it's like pick up the tempo. Mm-hmm. They didn't, you know, UCLA, it's like they'd go up to the line and see what they had. and Then they'd look to the sideline, call in maybe an audible, or you know, change the player or something. It's like, no, just go, go, go. Yeah. And you saw that uh, yesterday and it was great. So I'll feel better about that. And I'm wondering, all right, well, I feel like Jake Pete's finally has his offense pretty much in place. I mean, we're, we, I don't think we've had the same starting 11 each game, but so be it. Uh, but I don't know. It's like, I feel like now, like, once we start to get a rhythm, but, you know, they'll also have, you know, some film on it now. Um, same with the defense, too, I would think. Um, it's like now that it felt like, you know, the defense was clicking again. Um, I feel like if, fellas, you can just get out to a fast start and the defense can hold it. Cause we've, we've been able to shut down Mike Leach before, you know, he, everyone has. Like, he was at Washington State, you know, they, he put up gaudy numbers, but they never really won anything so it's like he can put up numbers but if you don't win the games it doesn't really matter so i feel like as as long as the the offense can can do what it needs to do whatever it wants i should say uh i I feel comfortable with that but you know if lsu wins by two scores i don't know i feel like uh i feel like their chances uh of of taking down auburn are uh increased
2: tremendously yeah this will be a big litmus test for us we'll actually get to see who this team really is um, because like you said, like if, if we take on, if we take Mississippi state and we take them to the woodshed and beat them, beat them soundly. Okay. Then may, then maybe we've kind of turned things around and, and the first two games were just kind of, you know, growing pains, yeah. changes, a lot of, you know, a lot of youth on the team we have to figure out who we are. And then maybe now we figured it out. But if we, like I said, if we come out flat again, I, I agree with you, Mike Leach is not, um, He's not like a dominant coach. He hasn't. He doesn't put together, put together dominant programs. But he's somebody who you can't take. Like he is not a scrub. Like he's gonna right. have. He's gonna have some some trickery. He's gonna be. His people are gonna be prepared, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. And they're he's going to pick if he can. If there's an ex, if there's a weakness, he will pick pick it apart. Yeah, and like you said earlier, it's
0: at that point it's LSU just trying to keep up score wise. Yeah, because that's like. Yeah. I, you know, I, each one of his quarterbacks have always thrown for like, you know, over 5,000 yards, <laughs> a lot of like 40, 50, 60 point games. So it, I hope we're, we're not going to be in that point. I think, um, I think where LSU has to succeed even more than they already have is like at the point of attack for the line of scrimmage on defense. And it's like, if he does not have time, if we can get to him or at least make him make a decision or like leave the pocket, within like three to four seconds, I don't think he can sit back there and pick us apart to yeah. where these, this mesh plays, you know, can develop. So as long as LSU can get in there and disrupt in like three seconds,
2: I, I think we'll be okay. And that's something we did see last, uh, some improvement on last night. Mason Smith, he looks great. Yeah, big BJ, guy.
1: Oja huge. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, uh, and Roy, he was good. Even Neil Farrell like had some big runs up the middle. Like, you hadn't seen that type of explosiveness from him in a little while. Yeah. So so our defensive line was definitely
2: an improvement we're going to need it next week. I yeah, I totally agree, Scott. I think um I, I mean I'm excited. I think that this is this is what we've wanted to see from this team. It does make me a little it's 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 in some ways it makes the UCLA game sting a little bit more. As you can see, yeah. like, well, it's there, it was there the whole yeah. time.
0: And it makes it feel like a fluke, you know, because UCLA law granted again, I I, I will repeat, you know, Fresno State is good, but uh, that that was a back and forth game. I'm not saying UCLA isn't. I don't think they're a complete fraud, but I think if LSU and UCLA were to play again, you would not see the same game. You would not see UCLA dominate like they did. And they did. I'm not you know, I'm not saying that they wouldn't win again, but it'd be a completely different game now that LSU seems to have you know kind of found itself i guess on offense and defense yeah um yeah like you said there's not really much in the way of good games next week except for a couple uh we're we're gonna be watching mississippi state of course um i don't know i if i were to venture a guess on the score i don't know i'm kind of hesitant to do that this year i feel like i should just not toss out scores but i don't know i'll say uh I'll say 3128
1: lsu i agree pretty close to mine yeah so, yeah we're all we're all in there together it's always pontificating right now I'm kind of thinking I'm just staring to... staring into the ether <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i think lsu good, good audio content L, okay so right now lsu's a three-point favorite it's pretty close um this is mississippi state's home or uh sec opener as well at home yeah at home is a team they know they can beat they have beat before so the fans will be out for that one of their main rivals but
2: there's a uh but they just had a big letdown against missouri i mean against memphis um i mean that's a team that that probably should have beat i would think uh gosh yeah i mean i guess i guess i think we win i don't know yeah I, i mean I'm probably about probably about like y'all. I think I, I think it actually goes a little bit higher scoring than the, than that though. I'd say like let's say uh 42 uh
1: 42 39
2: L a squeaker I like it yeah I mean yeah I, yeah, I think it'll be close. I, I I cannot predict us to be dominant. Like I, I just can't do it in good conscience. I think that right we're gonna I think it's gonna be close, but I think there'll be a lot of points. And I could see this actually, it maybe it could be a seven point game. One of those ones, like I said, where it's a boat race and it's just touchdown, 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 touchdown. So maybe like 49, 42, but like, it's a lot close, you know, it's not, it's not a dominant seven point victory. It's a, we had the ball last and we scored and the game was over.
0: Right. I mean, uh, I mean, it'd be great if we could have some more, you know, defensive touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's where you can, kind of have a breakout game uh, or a blowout game, I should say. Um, So uh, along with some other news this week, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how much coverage it got, but LSU and basically, you know, Caesars, as in, you know, Caesars Palace, that that Caesars, that entertainment company, the sports book, have entered into a sponsorship together. And LSU is the first team in the SEC to do this, so it's going to be like this multi-year. Uh, well, it's going to be like a seven-figure deal. But Caesars Sportsbook is going to be the exclusive gaming and sportsbook partner of LSU Athletics. Uh, I don't know if that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much that has to do, you know, because I know the Caesars they take or they have the naming rights to the Superdome yeah. now, right? I mean, obviously you can gamble in Louisiana, but it's it's only and this is what i wanted to ask you guys i think i'd sent you a text that was just out of the blue (laughs) and if i didn't know better if i saw this because what they want to do is like they're going to take over the skyline club basically just revamp that so i'm wondering like if i didn't know better i would say man there's going to be gambling at tiger stadium there's going to be slot machines up and down skyline and then the shoot and all that stuff but that's not how it works in louisiana right like if it's a casino, it has to be, is it just in water or f- like on the
2: water? It's kind of, yeah. it's kind of like, uh, we say, like, we say there are no casinos in like there aren't cause technically casinos in Louisiana, but like, it's like, it has to touch water, but like they're not like literal boats.
1: Yeah, it's just like a structure that's on the water. I, there is, I think, two Indian casinos oh, that's true in the state that are on land, but that's a different story. But yeah, this that's one,
0: totally separate. Yeah. This
1: one, I um, I think it's more just like promotional material because you see like blank is the official pride chicken of LSU or the official farm bureaus airline or LSU. Yeah. Right. So this will just be like the official gaming partner of LSU probably. And they'll have some ads and stuff, but well, it was kind of interesting like that they would take this step. Although I, from what I, from what I,
2: I think this is how it's going to work. So we should be getting like sports betting, like official sports betting in Louisiana in the next like couple of weeks. I actually heard on the radio here um, there was a career fair at Burge, which is the big casino in Baton Rouge, a career fair for, um, for sports book, like workers, to people taking bets and stuff. So I think that Louisiana is going to be like that online is going to be available. Like you're gonna be able to bet on your phone. So I would not be surprised if as no. the official partner, there's some sort of incentive that like join, join the Caesar sports book, um, and bet on O'Neal, I mean, bet on uh, LSU and you get a, uh, you know, get a free bet. Like they'll do the thing where it's like, you know, win or lose, you win $25, something like yeah. that. Or if LSU wins, it's plus 10,000, you know, or something like that.
0: Yeah. Maybe so a free
2: parlay or something. Yeah. A free parlay, put LSU in there and it's a free parlay. So I could totally see something like that happening. Um, so, you know, brave new world. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, yeah. What, like you said, Caesars has the Superdome, and they're turning Harris New Orleans into Caesars New Orleans. Yeah. Also, so they're just going to be on their kind of marketing blitz for the next two, three years probably.
2: The interesting thing is, I don't think there's a Caesars property in Baton Rouge. Oh, um, there, there is now. No, I'm La, well, La, yeah, Tiger Stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know LaBerge is actually a pin gaming property, so it's uh, It's going to become the like the when they get their sportsbook. I've heard it's going to be the barstool sportsbook, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah.
0: Well, as far as Caesars though, I, I think cuz all all the I mean what they're going to get something out of this obviously. Uh but they're going to get uh basically a bunch of marketing and sponsorship uh you know rights to LSU athletics. I guess not just football but all athletics. But they they will get the naming rights for the, you know, the Skyline Club. Uh obviously they're going to have their name all over Tiger Stadium and probably the, you know, the P-Mac Alex Box, all that stuff. Um, and then, I guess they get some broadcast and digital rights out of it too. And, you know, of course, you know, throw it back to the people, uh, they're going to, um, have a, some sort of commitment to, you know, the, the association of compulsive gambling, you know, just to kind of help people, you know, know when to say when type of thing. (laughs) Um, but I would say. Unless the, I mean, the laws in Louisiana would have to change, but I don't know. That'd be, that'd be crazy though. If you could bet on the game while you're at the game you know it's like well no i think you will be able to bet on the game while you're at the game oh on but your you're phone. talking like by mobile right yeah i'm talking think, like they're not gonna have like a sports book in the skyline club no, so no i don't think so like, yeah
2: like um, they would have to change stuff they might actually i could totally i could see that happen at the saints games though when yeah. they, when it's the caesar superdome like I could that's see- what i was
0: asking. but that's what i was asking about the because all the casinos that I knew about, except for the Indian reservations, were like on water. I didn't know if they had to be on water or in water or like floating on water. Because you know all the riverboat gambling that that happens there. That's that's like a totally different thing.
2: I think I think that in the eyes of this Louisiana gaming law, I think sports betting is going to be considered something different than like tables gaming. Right. Okay. Which is why, which is how, which is how the mobile is allowed. Like you can't right. play online poker here. You know what okay. I mean? Like I can't go make an account in, in New Jersey. You can, you can make an account with poker stars, play online poker and, you know, have a good day. You can't do that here because basically because the casino lobby has said, no, we want people coming to our tables. We don't want to play online. Right. Um, as I, as I understand it, I think that the, that they're going to count sports betting as something different. And so right. I, I think you, I wouldn't, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, maybe they can't have like a kiosk, but you know what? They have horse racing kiosks. Uh, in in um like you can go to louisiana downs in new orleans or um or the one in shreveport and bet on horses you can bet on the Kentucky derby yeah so uh, that's cool yeah well stay tuned on that one uh we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on that
0: but uh i don't know i think that's that's kind of cool um they're the first in the sec to do it although and i would say they're well, they're probably one of the few states where you know like there is physical gambling. Um, not, not all of them do like, there's no, there's no casinos in Georgia. I know that it's like, you can play a slot machine in a gas station, but anything you win, it's basically just store credit. Uh, Oh, is it really? I've always wondered about that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Alabama, like you can't even buy. I don't don't think that a lot lot of tickets tickets. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You can't even buy lottery tickets, Mississippi, like Biloxi, all the, all their casinos are off the beach, you know, off the shore as well. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're in like the same boat, <laughs> same <laughs> boat, but, um, yeah, I don't know. it be interesting. Um, well, I guess we'll keep an eye on that, but, uh, you'll definitely see a lot of seizures around, uh, around the campus, uh, pretty soon. Uh, but having said that, I don't know. I think we kind of covered it all guys. Did you, uh, do you have any other things you saw this week or just final thoughts?
1: Anything like that? I think we went through it pretty well. Like I said, excited for this Mississippi State game. It'll be, I guess, okay to relax and watch it on TV after two home game days and then still kind of have the whole rest of your day after that to, to do something, check out some more games. So looking forward to that. Uh the Tigers can start 1-0 in SEC play, that'd be huge because we got a long schedule ahead. And uh, as always, we'll be back for 112 after that. Yeah. I guess final thought is a little bit, a little bit somber, but I wanted to say it, you know, uh,
2: I don't know if you saw it, Kevin Falk's daughter passed away this past week and yeah. he wasn't at the game. He wasn't coaching. I think he actually, had, they actually had the funeral yesterday. So we're uh, sending our thoughts and prayers and everything over to the Falk family. He's a, you know, an LSU guy through and through and great player, great coach. And all, from everything I've heard, just a great guy who's a, you know, really, really um, instrumental at, leading the team and, and, you know, building men out of these, out of these, these guys who come in. So um, we, we just hope that, uh you know, that they can deal with it the best they can. Yeah. Wasn't she part of, um, yeah, she, she worked for, to, she worked for the program. She yeah. wasn't at, she wasn't at the facility, um, but yeah, she worked in recruiting.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's unfortunate. Our, our prayers go out to them for sure. And, um, I, I guess that'll, that'll pretty much do it for us here on talking Tigs. Um, tune in next week. We'll have the Mississippi state game for you and pretty much, you know, whatever else happens in college football, because who knows at this point, um, I, I even if I was a bet, man, I don't know if this would be the, the year that I'd be betting on college football, unless I just, you know, had a lot of hedge bets out there. So, um, Tune in next week. We'll have that game, all the rest of college football, and any other news that comes our way, as we do every week here on Talking Tig. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next week on Talking Tig.